I'm the program associate at uh, Ponars Eurasia, and I'm here with David Ciccone, an assistant professor of political science at uh, George Washington University. He has a forthcoming publication in the American Political Science Review entitled Business People in Elected Office, Identifying Private Benefits from Firm-Level Returns. David, thanks so much for being on the Ponars Eurasia podcast series. Very happy to be here. Thanks. I'm just going to ask you a series of questions about your work and your interest in Russia. Um, so last time he ran for president in 2012, Vladimir Putin promised to make substantial changes to the way business was done in Russia. How successful was he at achieving these goals? So as you remember, in 2012, Putin promised the world to the Russian voters. He th basically claimed that within the next four, five, six years, um, the entire Russian business environment would be transformed. Labor took productivity would skyrocket. There'd be this creation of this creative class of intellectuals, not just in Moscow and St. Petersburg, but people thinking and doing big things, innovating and producing products that you could export around the world. And it's unclear how much of that propelled him to victory back in the day. He had a lot of other sources of support. But I think expectations were not too high, but moderate, that things would actually get rolling in the Russian economy would gain steam, businesses would find more traction and be easier um, to make a profit. On one hand, a lot's been done in the last five years. A lot of regulations have been um, pulled back. I think it's incredible how much of the Russian government has gone electronic and online. I mean, roughly about 70% of all services that you can get as a business owner, as actually just a normal individual, you can just go to a website and, and fill out a form and, and get what you need from the government. That's great. Um, and there's been some kind of promotional and experimental programs to help out small businesses, such as tax holidays, easing registration. And it supposedly only takes 10 days to register a business in Russia right now, according to the World Bank. So all these things on paper make it seem that in the last five years, Putin's overseen not the transformation of the Russian economy, but an astute management with a strong macroeconomic team, with a lot of technocrats pulling the right level levers and making things work. Um, we know that looking at growth rates, looking at the drop of in investment in many different sectors, and looking at the quote-unquote crisis that's happened two since 2014, that business is still really struggling. The government hasn't completely reformed everything that it needs to, but in, at the margins and in some key areas, at least in contract enforcement and land registration, some of the areas I've outlined, Putin's last term wasn't a complete disaster, but it definitely didn't live up to the lofty promises that he set out when he ran for office. Great. So what are some of the major obstacles to doing business in Russia right now? So talking to business owners, you get a, a kind of variety of answers. For the small and medium-sized businesses, it's really hard for them to raise money. A lot of banks are just unwilling to take the risk, and what they see is just you know, firms that might not be there tomorrow or next month. So why would they give them a loan even at really high interest rates? Some of the classic obstacles are still present, such as a lack of roads and infrastructure. It still costs, you know, 10, 20 times much more money to build a road in Russia than it does in other countries around the world, and businesses still kind of feel the pain transporting goods to market. And then finally, there's this, you know, shadow of corruption that kind of haunts businesses at all levels. For entrepreneurs and small business owners, it's the threat of going to prison and being raided by government officials. But for even bigger businesses, this is the planned and unplanned inspections, the kind of irregular bribes that they have to pay almost nonstop to a variety of collectors and inspectors and bureaucrats that come calling that for a lot of these business people kind of drive them both from the sector, from business in general, and oftentimes from the country. They, they look for opportunities elsewhere 
because so many of these obstacles have remained even after the officials have acknowledged them and drafted these elaborate plans to try to eliminate them for the average business owner. Great. So what should businesses expect from a fourth term of President Putin in office, presuming he wins in March? So a lot depends on who he appoints in the key positions. So if you read the current Russian press, there are a couple of candidates for prime minister, including Medvedev, who would keep his position, but also former finance minister Kudrin, and a couple other wild cards that have differing plans on where the Russian economy should go by 2020 or 2025. And nobody um, can predict <laughs> what Putin will do. I mean, he holds his cards really close to his chest. We don't know his preferences for how much reform is going to be initiated. And even if some of the liberals or reformers actually gain positions of power, how much latitude they're going to have to do what they want. The biggest concern for the, I, from my perspective, for the productivity and future of the Russian economy is this large role that the state has come to play over the last five or ten years. By some accounts, it state now accounts for almost 70% or more of GDP. So looking forward over the next term, businesses are going to be hoping that the government takes a step back from this interventionist role in the economy, maybe privatize some of these state-owned enterprises, stops them from swallowing up some of their smaller, more innovative counterparts, raiding um, and building these expansive state-owned enterprises and empires that kind of inhibit all other business growth from taking place. So I think businesses are going to be looking toward the presidential administration to curb the role of the state in the economy, but it really depends on the personalities and the leeway that they're given to reform the economy. And that's a type of prediction that we just won't know until maybe mid-2018, maybe early 2019 at the, at, the, at the earliest. Fascinating. Well, David, thank you so much for joining us on the Polonaris podcast series, and we look forward to your forthcoming publication. Thank you very much. Great.